0: Today is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. On this day in 2005, actor Robert Blake was acquitted of his wife's murder, but it may have been the wrong decision. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this murder, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the acquittal of Robert Blake, the actor famous for his dark, brooding portrayal of Perry Smith in the film adaptation of In Cold Blood. Now, let's go back to Van Nuys, California on March 16, 2005. After a three-month criminal trial with at least 70 witnesses between the defense and prosecution and nine days of deliberation, the jury had finally reached a verdict. Before the jurors returned to the jury box, Robert Blake turned to his lawyer in the nearly silent courtroom and whispered, you did your best. Then, as the seven men and five women shuffled in, Blake took a deep breath and awaited his fate. Four years before, on the night of May 4th, 2001, Robert Blake and his new wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, dined at Vitello's restaurant in Studio City. It was one of Blake's favorite haunts, possibly because he was still occasionally recognized there. According to Blake, after the meal, the two returned to his car. It was parked around the corner in Blake's usual parking spot. Before starting the vehicle, Blake realized he had left his gun at Vitello's. He always carried it with him for protection, although protection from whom is hard to say. So Blake returned to the restaurant and retrieved the weapon. When he made his way back to the car, he discovered Bakley in the front seat bleeding profusely from a gunshot wound to the head, or so he claimed. It took nearly a year, but on April 18, 2002, Robert Blake was arrested for his wife's murder. Then he languished for another year in jail before being released on bail. The case finally went to trial on December 20th, 2004. But by that time, many had already made up their minds. Since his wife's murder, the media had portrayed Blake as an unpredictable, violent recluse, a reputation fueled by the unsavory characters he had portrayed on screen during a 60-year career. Furthermore, many people hoped that this case would allow the Los Angeles district attorney to redeem itself after bungling the O.J. Simpson prosecution. Before the trial began, the prosecution claimed it was an open and shut case. They had a motive, a weapon, and a celebrity defendant with a troubled, violent past. But as the trial progressed, it became clear that the case against Blake was much flimsier than the prosecution had led the public to believe. For one thing, there were no witnesses. Furthermore, they had no evidence that Blake had pulled the trigger or been present during the murder. As it turned out, Blake's bizarre description of events that night may have actually been true. The gun he retrieved from Vitello's was not the murder weapon. That gun was found in a nearby dumpster. Additionally, forensics determined that there wasn't enough gunshot residue on Blake for him to have fired a gun that night. Not only that, there was no blood or DNA linking Blake to the murder. Worst of all, the prosecution's star witnesses two stuntmen who claimed Blake had hired them to murder Bakley completely lacked credibility. During cross-examination, it didn't take the defense long to poke holes in their story. Not only had the stuntmen failed to call the police when Blake had allegedly solicited them to kill Bakley, but both had histories of heavy drug use and mental illness. For its part, the defense presented a much more compelling case. They called a string of character witnesses who painted a portrait of Robert Blake, not as a reclusive tough, but as a doting and sensitive father. Still, no one was quite sure about the outcome of the case until March 16, 2005, when the verdict was read and Robert Blake was found not guilty. Outside the courtroom, Blake was hardly in a celebratory mood. When he spoke with reporters, he revealed that the trial expenses had cost him nearly $10 million over the course of the five-year ordeal. When another reporter asked Blake who he believed killed his wife, he simply yelled, shut up. But the chatter around his case refused to die down. Coming up, the complicated history of Robert Blake and the bizarre details surrounding his marriage to Bonnie Lee Bakley. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons. Mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Too Faced Cosmetics and Better Than Sex Mascara. The name literally says it all. This mascara is that good. There is a formula for anyone and everyone available in original, waterproof, and chocolate that thickens, lengthens, and curls to give you all the drama and volume. Or try the new Naturally Better Than Sex. It has a 98% naturally derived formula. Shop Too Faced Better Than Sex Mascara at Sephora today. Now back to the story. On March 16, 2005, actor Robert Blake was found not guilty for the murder of his wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. At the time of Bakley's death, Blake hadn't worked in TV or film in four years and hadn't worked regularly since the mid-80s. He was long past his heyday of the mid-1970s when he portrayed detective Tony Beretta in the popular eponymous TV drama. By the mid-90s and early 2000s, Blake was more famous for his dyed jet black hair and his habit of walking through Beverly Hills in cut-off shirts with his still impressive muscles prominently displayed. And Blake didn't just look the part of a tough guy or play one on screen. For most of his early life, that's precisely what he was. After moving from New Jersey to California in the late 1930s, Blake's parents forced him to work as a child extra, and whatever money he earned went straight into their bank account. But eventually, his many non-speaking roles paid off, and he was chosen, somewhat ironically, as one of the Little Rascals. Throughout the 1940s, he found steady work as a child and teenage actor, but he had a rebellious streak that resulted in his expulsion from high school and later, a serious addiction to heroin and cocaine. But by 1952, Blake recommitted himself to his craft. As a young man, he began booking increasingly prominent roles, generally as a brooding tough guy or con man. And while he cultivated this image into a successful acting career, few people were able to separate the art from the artist, and it certainly did him no favors after he was accused of killing his wife in 2001. But once his murder trial began, the details of Bonnie Lee Bakeley's personal life made Robert Blake's look innocent by comparison. There was nothing normal about Robert Blake and Bonnie Lee Bakley's marriage. In fact, when Bakley met Blake, she was dating Marlon Brando's son, Christian. Bakley was not involved in show business, but she was obsessed with celebrities. Prior to Blake, she'd reportedly pursued Dean Martin, Frankie Valli, and Jerry Lee Lewis. None took the bait. Before marrying Blake, Bakley had been married 10 times. Her main source of income came from a Lonely Hearts postal scam where she wrote to vulnerable men and sent them nude photos in an attempt to solicit money. She'd also been arrested for drug possession, forgery, and possession of seven fraudulent identification and social security cards. Even though Bakley gave birth to Blake's daughter in June of 2000, Robert still didn't trust her. In fact, he only married Bakley to gain shared custody of their daughter. During this time, the two never even lived together. And although they were married, Bakley continued operating her Lonely Hearts postal scam. It wasn't until March 31st, 2001, that Bakley and her daughter moved into Blake's guest house. Five days later, Bakley was murdered. And although Robert Blake was acquitted of his wife's murder in federal court, he was later found guilty in a civil trial and ordered to pay her estate $30 million, a figure that was eventually disputed before the two parties agreed on a confidential settlement. Since then, Blake has married and divorced yet again, and occasionally still dines at Vitello's restaurant. Although, we don't know if he still brings his gun. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the Spotify original from ParCast, Unsolved Murders. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Tony Goodman, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.